right, we're here with Amanda Pfeiffer O'Brien, who is running for committee person in the second ward, 11th district, which is the Bella uh, Vista Italian Market neighborhood. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Sure. Thanks for coming on. So, um, so this is your first time running for committee person, but you had said earlier that um, when we were talking that uh, you have run for board of elections before. So. Um, why, why did you decide to run for committee person, and um, also why did you decide to run for Board of Elections in the first place? Sure. So the two things are quite related, actually. Um, in both cases, I ran because things seemed messed up, and I felt like I wanted them to be better. Um, so in the case of the Board of Elections, everywhere I've ever lived, you go in, they check you in, you go into the booth, you vote. Yay, you voted. It's done. You go home with your sticker. Um, when I moved to the house that I live in now 10 years ago, my voting experience was not like that. The polling place was chaotic. Um, it was like really stressful. Sometimes the people in charge would be like randomly yelling and they could never find anybody's name. It just was super disorganized and seemed weird. So I toyed with the idea of doing it. At that time, I didn't know it was an elected position, but ended up deciding not to, just being busy and whatever. And then I showed up at the polling place um, in 2013 and everything was crazy and chaotic and a mess. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm just gonna write myself in. Let's see what happens. Maybe there's nobody else on the ballot. Maybe I'll get lucky. Um, and I did. So that's how I've been serving on the Board of Elections since 2014. Um, and for a committee person, it was a similar thing. Um, being on the Board of Elections, working in my polling place has given me the opportunity to kind of see how ward politics can play out on the lowest possible level. And in my ward, it just wasn't really happening. Um, there just wasn't a lot of activity. Um, there was only one committee person for a long time, and I had never seen that person before. I didn't know who he was. Um, and it just didn't seem like there was anything happening there. And then you know, Trump, right? Like after the election, when I heard that statistic that if every polling place in Philly had had 27 more Democratic voters or Hillary votes, I guess, um, Hillary would have taken Pennsylvania. And that for me was like a huge wake up call. Like, wow, we need to do a better job of making sure everybody we know who cares about anything that's happening is getting to the polling place. Yeah. This is the lowest possible level of political involvement that you could have in terms of, you know, like hierarchy. but that's where we need to be doing the work. It's individual conversations, it's connections with people we know people and people we care about that is what makes people A, show up to vote and B, care about issues that are affecting people other than them. Um, so I don't know, in some ways I think committee person is the most important political role and hopefully the ward leaders and the people above the ward leaders in the Democratic Party recognize that as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I mean, I know we, we had a, uh, we had discussed earlier, like the, you know, there aren't there aren't many constituent services that that you can really you know officially be involved in as a committee person. But what are like some other um, issues and roles you think that committee people can take um, as you know as a representative of that very small area, other than getting people out to vote? Yeah. yeah. So I think. In a functioning ward system, what committee person is supposed to be is the person that goes door to door and makes sure that every registered Democrat, or if you're a Republican committee person, every registered Republican is showing up to vote. And it's like that basic of a role. 
um, in a really great ward system, in a ward system that works and has kind of an open structure, the committee people are also feeding into that. So there's the top down, the ward leader saying this is, these are the candidates we want to get the vote out for, and then there's the bottom up, which is the committee people talking to block captains, talking to their neighbors. I mean, these divisions are tiny. They're generally like two streets wide mm-hmm. and, you know, a, a couple blocks north and south. Um, and that's the, that's the case with my division. So knowing, not only like knowing your neighbors, which is great for community, but also knowing what they care about in a candidate and then feeding that information up into the ward system to make sure that the candidates reflect what the neighborhoods actually need. And I think kind of a natural outcropping of that becomes more constituent services. It becomes like, well, I was talking to my neighbor the other day about voting and she was like, our street is covered in trash, which is actually the case of something that happened with my friend Mike Jackson, um, who's running in the 31st, when he was gathering uh, signatures for his petition to get on the ballot. And they ended up just organizing a street cleaning because they also didn't like the trash. And there were many neighbors who didn't like the trash. So I think of it as a role that's about fostering conversations. And I think naturally in conversation, when you find out the things that are upsetting or affecting the people that are around you, you're going to look for solutions. Um, And I think a lot of the new wave of people running for committee people, and I include myself in this, have that kind of uh, do-gooder spirit. (laughs) You know, we're going to show up, we're going to try to fix the problems that we see. It's really a matter of if we see them or not, and how much support we feel like we have to get that done. And. you know, I feel like so often, especially in the in the way City Hall runs, it's just the loudest people who make the most noise. They're the ones who get their issues taken care of, care of. Um, I mean, and it sounds like you think that committee people on a day-to-day basis may be able to lift up the voices of those who aren't necessarily s- screaming and shouting from the rooftops or better yet, screaming and shouting on Twitter and Facebook, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think um, part of, for me, I'm running as part of a group that kind of got brought up through 3.0, Philadelphia 3.0. And through that, we started meeting like a year ago. And so me and other citizens who are concerned in the second ward, we've been getting together and spending time together and we're talking about all this stuff. Um, And if, any amount of us, if any kind of coalition of us actually make it in and are elected, we then have a collective voice to talk about the issues that we care about to the ward leader. And I, I feel like I'm repeating this sentence a lot, but in a functioning ward system, <laughs> the committee people will be talking to the ward leader on a regular basis. And yes, the ward leaders are connected. The ward leaders have a much higher, um, well, they have, a, they have the ear of people who are in much higher positions. So. Um, I absolutely do think that committee people can be a megaphone in a ward system that's working. And that's another really important function of committee people, I would not understate it at all, is to elect the ward leaders. And in the second ward, we've had the same ward leader for, I believe, over 20 years. Um, I've never met him. I don't think he actually lives in the neighborhood. And now we have the chance to um, elect somebody new for the first time. He said he's not running, from what I've read anyway. So that's huge. Um, Ed Neesmith. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as I know, as far as I know, he's not running again, which that's huge. Like that's opening up a whole world of possibilities to us when Mm -hmm. there's some potential to get somebody new in. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of cool changes happening in all over the city. Totally. Um, So um, the the other thing was that the last question I have is uh, some people we've talked to have said they want to see... 
in getting elected uh, to the committee, they want to committee person. They want to see changes um, in the way that, in the representation that committee people have in terms of um, endorsements. I mean, would you say that that? I mean, and basically, they've been laying out committee people should be able to have a vote uh, as to who the um, the city is going and the and the Democratic Party is going to endorse in multiple elections. Would you say that that is? something you're interested in or are you really just focused more on you know the, the way things are running right now no i think that's a huge part of it i think in um in a good ward i think the ward leader you know maybe it's not super formalized in i know there are wards i'm not going to remember any numbers so i'm not going to say anything and be wrong but there are wards in which that's already the way that it goes the committee people have an active voice candidates come in um, they talk to all of the committee people and then they actually have a vote and um, the ward leader I think essentially has veto power like if they hated somebody and the committee people vote for them maybe they get to say that's not what's on our final ballot um, but yes I think that's gonna that's gonna be huge and that's also like having the chance to speak with candidates um, I canvassed for Henry Sias and Vicki Christensen in the primary last year who were both candidates for judge. Now, prior to starting to work with my fellow second warders on this project of running for committee person, I would never have had the chance to meet either of those people. Um, and meeting them, I was like, yeah, I can get behind this. And not only that, like, not only did I feel comfortable going and canvassing for them, but I felt comfortable talking to my friends. And I don't have any family here besides my husband, but just talking to everybody I knew and saying, like, these are good people. And guess what? You definitely did not know who you were going to vote for for judge <laughs> because there's no information available. Right. Um, so I think probably more at the citywide level and certainly at those um, those strange things that we vote for, like all of the different kinds of judges. Um, I think that's where there can be a really huge impact. And those things end up having an enormous impact on the way our city works. And I think that does kind of trickle up. Yeah, I mean, if you look at like the, uh, the 2016 election, it was not good for Democrats. However, uh, the Democrats got a majority on the state Supreme Court and that led to the redistricting in, throughout the state. So like people, and that's partially because um, judges got endorsements and judges were running uh, active campaigns. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's a really good point. Um, I mean, I have a question. Um, for the past years, I guess, um, since you've been in the neighborhood of Bella Vista, right, have you seen, um, I guess, in the neighborhoods being represented well or not so well? In what way? Like with community actually given the information now, oh. and given like um what were you saying? Because it's interesting that I never thought about like the information being given out like that, and for all community members to be aware of things like that. So if if the information is not given out well, are they really not being good represented? Yeah, I that's I think that's a that's a reason that I'm running. And I won't say that it's the fault of the committee people at all. I think our ward system has largely been inactive. And that information comes from the ward leader and then the committee people are you know, dispensed to disseminate that information. And so our committee people didn't have any information. What are they gonna tell people? I mean, for the last primary, um, we ended up with a ballot. You know how they hand out those sample ballots when you walk into the polling place? That's the role of the ward leader, um, or a role of the ward leader. 
And they ended up taking a ballot from another division, another ward, and just putting like a two over it. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I think some of them didn't even have the two. So the committee person in my division was standing outside the polling place, you know, at the appropriate um, distance, handing out the ballots. But it was like, I knew no thought went into that, no care went into that. That person hadn't encountered those candidates. They hadn't had any justification from the ward leader as to why they were there. And certainly nobody from the neighborhood had fed into getting those candidates on our, you know, ballot choice. So no, I don't think that the representation has been handled well at all. And I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that, but it just hasn't. I mean, that is why I am running. Like, I want, I want the opportunity to make this work. In a functioning ward system, we have the best potential grassroots system like in the world for getting the vote out at a literal household to household basis we can be communicating like these candidates are good and also you need to vote like that's enormous like that i don't know that i find that very exciting and very inspiring to think about every decision that's being made right now from you know if we're gonna launch nuclear missiles which is absolutely terrifying down to like the small decisions, like the ballot questions that people often don't know the answers to that are just citywide questions. Um, we really have the chance to communicate better with our neighbors, represent our neighbors, and also make sure that our neighbors know why they're voting for who they're voting for. And that's way more exciting thing to do. If you go into the booth and you're there for 25 minutes looking at a list of 75 judges' names that you have to pick 18 of, and you have no idea who any of those people are or what they stand for, yeah, I get why people don't want to go vote. Why would it doesn't feel like you're doing anything useful, even though you're doing something really consequential? Um, so yeah, does that answer your question? <laughs> well, Amanda, it sounds like uh, you've done you've done your homework. <laughs> <laughs> I've had very good teammates get, cool. getting through this. So if people want to get in touch with you um, about your uh, campaign, um, how can they do that? They can email me directly at amanda.pfeiffer, that's F as in Frank, E-I, F as in Frank, E-R, at gmail. Great. Well, thank you very much for coming on and uh, joining our little podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I love that you guys are doing this. It's amazing. Thanks.